You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. How's this? Do you, you want more? <laughs> Hi. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. I'm Anya Marina. I'm here with my dear friend, Sam Morrill. Hey. Phil is evidently in the clinic, sick. So we're without Phil. We're sans Phil. I feel a a void. That was the name of my very first radio show in college radio. I feel a void? A void. The void. I feel a void or I feel a void? The void. It was... The void? The void on KSU with Anya Marina. I like it. And then I'd be like, hi, you guys, my dog died this weekend, and I just want to talk about that and masturbation. (laughs) That's kind of a hot podcast, or radio show, whatever. It was in the basement. Dead dogs at, at, and jacking off? That's awesome. <laughs> it was in the basement at my Catholic, or Jesuit university. <laughs> but we had, because they were a Catholic university, they had tons of money. So the frequency was so strong, it would go to like, it was in Santa Clara, it would go to San Francisco, Cupertino, San Jose, all over. And um, in other words, all of my silly little broadcasts would go everywhere. So that's how I got my big start. That's how I got on to Howard Stern. I didn't know that. I didn't even know you did Stern. Yeah. I was. I graduated from college. My parents said, you're going to have $1,000 to go to Europe. I cool. said, could I just go to New York? Because I really want to meet Howard Stern. He's my idol. And I want to do. I want to have a career in radio. And they were like, great, go. And so I called in the middle of the night. Did you ever listen to the show? Not my show, Stern's show. I've heard Stern's show, yeah. Yeah, I used to, I, so I would listen all night long and then I finally got on one time. I'll, um, I think I posted the, a little video clip on Instagram. I was like 21 years old. I want to hear it. It's pretty cute. It's pretty, pretty cute. So Sam, you just had a trauma. We need to Well, discuss. it wasn't awful. We'll just say it quickly. I just, you know, I was doing a man in the street video. I did one for Valentine's Day a while ago and I did one today for Mother's Day and I just, you know... <laughs> I guess, you know, not it's partially my fault. Not everyone, it's not a comedy club setting. That's kind of how I'm trained. So you just say provocative things to sometimes people to make it entertaining. Like I'm thinking first, make it entertaining. And I made a joke about a guy who had all gold teeth. Uh, you know, I made a joke about his massage parlor being illegitimate. And he's like, what's this for? And like the village voice is like, you're going to try to shut me down. I was like, no, it's just a joke. And Did he like, really have a massage parlor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he was like, he had someone watch his son while he chased me. Oh, my God. And, uh, and then I was with my director there, uh, a friend of mine, Jessica Pilot, and she was just standing there like a deer in headlights. And I was like, walk with me. We got to get away from this guy. And her ex-boyfriend was kind of like trying to like get in the guy's face. And I was like, all you guys need to just get away. Like, this guy's crazy. We ha- all have more to lose than this guy. And uh, we got away because he had a kid. He couldn't chase us because of the kid. Wow. So that's a good example where bad people having kids will actually work to my benefit. Right. I think you know? this is this is a very good time to introduce our <laughs> special guest because he's a man. He can weigh in on what what this that is like. That was not a good segue. No, um, yeah, not at all. You know. He's a man. He's a man. He also has a penis. <laughs> I, you're uh, not, you can't be sure of that. He's been in my presence for a while. He hasn't started a fight with me. That's kind of cool. You I know. know. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm not. That's why when you said he's a man, I looked I looked around to see who you were talking about. <laughs> Do you be- still feel like a boy, Nicholas McGallis? <laughs> no, I just, I'm not. I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. Uh, my dad and I, you know, are both struggling with that. Are we guys? Are we guys, guys? Are we men? Can I really go back home to Cleveland every 
every few months and hit the bar with all my buds and and be like a douchebag and and talk about uh who i want to sleep with and what celebrity looks terrible yeah i can do it because i'm an actor i got a crazy cleveland story so remind What's me your story? later in the I tell mean, me now say, you got to tell really? me really you want me <laughs> to yeah, tell why it? not yeah i like okay, it okay i was playing a club in cleveland called hilarities yeah and uh and I had a few drinks after You're banned the show. for life, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the owner, Nick, is a great guy. He's yeah. such a sweet guy. Uh, but after the show one night, I was like kind of flirting with the girls, going really well. And this sure. one guy she was with kind of kept getting in the way. Sure. And he was, clearly something was wrong about him. He kept buying me drinks, acting like we were buddies. And I was kind of like, all right, dude. I mean, I don't really know you. But he kept kind of being pushy about that. Sure. And then finally, I was just like, all right. I'm gonna lose this guy. So I'm with a girl, and we're kind of we're like it was kind of hot. We we're like making out in the alleyway, you know, like right outside the club. In Cleveland, that's yeah, steamy. Yeah, yeah Cleveland was, steamer. <laughs> I, was I don't think that's say. the term, but. That's Nicholas's. That's what happened. So we're making out, and then we <laughs> go to some him. other bar. The guy finds us, and I'm just like, oh, this guy won't leave us alone. He keeps kind of like just like lingering around. You could tell he did. He like you or her? Her, but you could tell that he was in the friend zone and just not happy about it. Exactly. So. So You're he's like, lingering around. Can I just around. continue my alleyway antics with this woman? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Which so is basically, hot, yeah, it was kind of hot. An alleyway makeout. Oh that my is god! Like I've never done that. Sign me it up. is sexy, dude. Yeah, my, <laughs> I have I have no sexy stories whatsoever. But go ahead, yeah. <laughs> so we're leaving. The girl and I are like, let's get out of here. She's like, okay. So we're leaving, and the guy's outside, and he stops. And is like, where do you think you guys are going? And I was like, my hotel. Uh, and he's like, Holiday he's like, well, you're just gonna like have sex with her and then fly home. And I was like. Well, yeah, I'm not going to move here, you know? Like that was the plan. She's a, she's aware <laughs> of the plan. She knows the plan. I'm not moving here, you know? She's on board. She's right. an adult woman. Right. And he was like he was like you want to take her home, you got to fight me first. Wow. And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to finish like, him. He was missing a couple <laughs> teeth already and I was like, "Well, she having sex with her is not going to be better than teeth." You know what I mean? Like I prefer teeth. So this was in the alleyway behind Hilarities? Yeah. So you didn't go far. The hotel's across the street, too. You just took it outside. Yeah, we just went outside. A couple steps. Yeah, and I remember, this, this is where it gets crazy. Uh, he gets in my face, and he was like, he's like, you're going to fight me or what? And I just get back, and I was like drunk enough where I got in his face, and I was right. like, you're not even fucking worth it, man. Like, wow. I had to make it seem cool, but I was like, I didn't want to fight him That's at all. That's so badass. But, uh, so he finally leaves with a girl, and they got out of there, and you could tell she was like, what the hell? But So they leave, and as they leave, this is completely true, there's a guy in all white, like white sweatshirt no white sweatshirt <laughs> white matching pants like fleece sure. dental, and dental and assistant <laughs> sorry i wish i mean you could use him uh but he's perched <laughs> on a ledge and i was just like what like wh he's and he as i turn around he goes i wasn't gonna let anything happen to you and i was like who it's the your fuck? guardian it's an angel. angel yeah kind of or, or sam was, was like, on acid and this was a hallucination. <laughs> well, i just said to him i was like who the fuck are you like who are you i'm your fucking guardian <laughs> angel sam that's what he said right he, he well, flew he away said, he said i kind of patrol this area downtown and i was like oh what do you mean like what do you, you mean like you're like a you're like a vigilante and he was like yeah kind of and I was like, would well, you have like a name? I was hammered at this point. So I'm just, I think it's so cool that he's doing, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, have you ever like been in fights? He's like, and I remember he, I remember the language because it was so troubling. He said, I had a, uh, a knife wound that neighbored my kidneys. And I thought that was way too specific. Neighbored. Neighbored. I, I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> I've never heard neighbor. <laughs> Being like, used in that, in that context. And, uh, and then I, I just said, well, uh, that, well, thank you for like looking out for me. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you have like a superhero name? And I, I said the snowflake or something. And he was like, definitely not the snowflake. And I was like, how about like the white knight? And he was like, yeah, I like and that And then better. he kicked your ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be a terrible God. ending. <laughs> no, but what happened was I said, come to my show tomorrow night. And he's like, I'll be there. And I gave him my card. 
uh, I'm networking with this fucking guy at this point, you know? <laughs> so then the next day, he emails me, and he's like, I can't make your show tomorrow night, but it was great to be like a long talk, I guess. He's like, great to meet you. I guess. Uh, sincerely, the white knight. <laughs> oh, really wow. That is hands down the coolest And then story. you found out he was he was in the white knights of of Of, of the Cleveland, KKK. Of the KKK. <laughs> and, he recru- and he recruited you. Well, you know that, that he's, <laughs> were we just talking about this, how Nicholas is from Cleveland? Yes. Right? That's how we got into this. Okay, got it. So do, have you ever come across this fellow? Have Nicholas? I come across the white knight? Yes, you know. <laughs> no. Is he a member of a racist group? No, I have no, no idea. No, he definitely wasn't. He wasn't he white. He was just looking out was... for you, perched in an alleyway. Yeah. And I'm Greek, so we don't mess around with... Can you, yeah, I mean, we just don't mess around with the KKK. Oh, yeah. I think my favorite... They probably gal- don't like my, you. They There's don't. a narrow group that can really join. <laughs> yeah. They don't, we don't talk about that. No, news, but. and that's my favorite Zach Galifianakis joke, which was... And I have to credit him. He said... Uh, I think he said something like, uh, growing up, uh, my father had a lot of trouble with the KKK. Uh, uh, he wasn't black. He was Greek. He had trouble joining. I, I just... I, I <laughs> love that uh, because we, we have a hard time... We have a hard time... You know, joining any sort of club. I'm, bl- I'm blown away I wasn't patted down on the way up here. This is great. Do you ever experience sort of like what Sam experienced earlier today in his man on the street thing where um, you are targeted for... I Masculine mean, aggression? Yes. Sure. Yeah, why not? I'm a long-haired, hippie-looking dude. I, I normally get hit up for like, yo, man, you got papers? Come on, man. Can you roll one with me? I don't have any weed. Oh, I, I don't thought they were talking weed. about uh, immigration. You got- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, see your papers. That's how good it is to be white. I when people, when people ask you your papers, it's, it's weed It's related. for weed, right. right. <laughs> well, Nicholas, I was looking, by the way, um, uh, just a quick intro. If, you, if you're not familiar with just Nicholas McGallis, you don't, you don't know anything because this guy has like four plus million followers on Vine. I hate the term Vine celebrity. Somehow it sounds demeaning yeah, to too. me. But um, you're a fantastic musician. Thank you're an you. artist. You're now an author with this new book called Mega Weird. Somehow. On Regan Books. Yeah, I want to hear about, about that. But I was looking through this gorgeous book, by Thank the way. You. Not only is the writing really funny and interesting and... Uh, and stuff, but your dad does a lot of the artwork in here. His dad's a great artist, right? Yeah, he's an illustrator, uh, painter, like really beautiful wow. stuff. Multimedia guy. He's who, he's who got me involved in all of this shit. I follow him on Instagram, and I'm I'm just like really into his style. He kind of st- thanks for the water. He's bringing <laughs> over some waters. Thank but, you so much. But in looking at through this, there's he stalks you of, too. Like here's a picture of you as a child. You do not look like this at all. You're like a little white boy. You know what? And you now you're like a grown up from WCW. Beautiful here. Greek I'll tell you man. That, yeah, that's right. I think bit, I might have right? been into WCW at the time. Yeah. No, but at you the, couldn't look more Caucasian. I was pretty white. <laughs> You know, though, I'm not really, I don't think not of myself. Not that you're non-Caucasian. I am Caucasian, but I'm a Greek kid. Yeah. I'm Greek-American. Do you relate to that a lot? Yeah. Like in what way? In the way that I'm a massive complainer, uh, that I wish I were Jewish, um, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I'm that i a, a tight ass, I have major anxiety. You don't hear many people to aspiring eat. to be Jews. You don't hear that often, <laughs> Greeks, right? Greeks, <laughs> Greeks, Greeks. I mean, I'm a Jew. I just don't hear it a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, know? no, no. Greeks, we, have, we share a bond. Greeks <laughs> and Jews share a similar sort of connection. Uh, brothers in anxiety, brothers in, uh, in, like culturally, there's a lot of crossovers, I think. Yeah. There's a chapter in there called an honorary Jew because I feel like when I moved to New York City for the first time, I moved to Crown Heights, and every day they were like, "Excuse me, are you Jewish?" And I would <laughs> said, "No, I'm not." Every day I had to t- swat them away, but then I realized I was like, "This is kind of cool." 
Is it? Can I, yeah. What do you not, not find cool I love about Jews. it, Sam? I love them too. I just don't love the, the harassment with like, are you Jewish? I'm like, yeah, I'm Jewish. No, no, I'm I don't not, like it anymore. I'm so. not like, I, you know. Leave me alone. Yeah, I don't. I want to just get on my. I'm mean, also. A, I'm, a, I'm like a. I'm more culturally Jewish than religiously Jewish. Like I'm a Jew, but I'm a New York Jew, and I want to be on my way. I don't want to be stopped. Right. My you my know. dad the other day was like, "Go see this great movie if you if you have time. You want to see a matinee? It's fantastic. Called Woman in Gold. I go hmm. see it. It's playing it's at the, the Paris Theater. Persecution. Right? It's about the. It's with um, Helen Mirren. It's about the famous Klimt painting of the right. Woman in Gold. It's about the fucking persecution of Austrian Jews. I'm weeping. Oh, yeah. And during a matinee. He's I like, go my, see it. It's great. <laughs> I call my dad after. I'm like, thanks for mentioning that, like, my people, you know, to, to go see a matinee about about my people. Thanks and for ruining like, my day. He's like, you're not you're not Jewish. I'm like, mama is a Russian Jew. Her grandmother was a Russian Jew. So you're Jewish. We didn't practice right? it. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I identify with feeling marginalized. and I identify with the culture. Don't take that away from me. Sam, you're you're probably an expert on Jew stuff. Oh no, definitely. I mean, well, I, if the little, mother is Jewish, yeah, are you not technically by default, whether you like it or not, Jewish? That's how people seem to play it. Yeah, right. What? Why? What? Do you no, I was just that? wondering because yes. your dad said I don't know anything about Jewish culture, though. To I be think totally. if your mom is Jewish, no, you yes. are Jewish. That's, I think with most religion, you go by the mother, right? I think so. Well, it's I think so. particularly that way. Not my family, though. In, yeah, you can it's go like take the... It's like It's on the mom's side. You, know? you can take the trip to Israel <laughs> right. if your mother is Jewish before the age mm-hmm. of 25, right? Mm-hmm. The birthright trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam, were you raised Jewish? Yeah, I was. Loose, um, loosely, though? By the way, though, yeah, loosely. But, but side note, best Klimt uh, reference ever. Do you ever see the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. The scene where his wife, is he finds out she's cheating on her. He's che- uh, she's cheating on him. And uh, one of his friends at the cocktail party says, your wife was just showing us her Klimt. And he goes, me too? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey. I have I a lot more lose respect. I don't that uh, <laughs> thing. No, we weren't incredibly, I mean, like, we do, like, pass over. But it's more like family. Uh, it's more about family than it is yes. religion, really. But uh, did you have but Passover this year? Did we you did. It was thing? it was like a week and a half late, right? But uh, that's how we were, are with Greek Easter. Yeah, we celebrate them both. We're, it's loose. We didn't. Is it Pascha? Well, no. It's what for Greek Easter? Well, we say in we, Russian Pascha. What do you say? We we just say Christos Anesti, which is oh, okay. Christ is risen, quite literally. But and then you say Alithos Anesti. Oh my god! I want to be Greek. Hey, no, you. D- well, you could be. Well, I don't know. If we give you a mustache, a thick mustache, you could pass as a Greek woman. I, I have one. I just had it waxed off. Oh, okay, that's fine. My, see, my. I think that that's no. I look the Jew Greek thing. I think what it is is my gra- my aunt growing up uh, is was bipolar and 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 just out, uh, like out out of this planet, not living on this planet. She was physically here. She's she's great now. She has a daughter. Oh boy, but she's <laughs> she's no she's great. But she growing up, she considered herself. She studied Jews, and she she wishes that she was Jewish still to this day. And I think growing up, it was like we watched a lot of Jewish movies. We watched a lot of I, I, I devoured Jewish cultural stuff. I don't like know why. New York Jewish stuff, New like York Woody Jew. Allen. New York Jew. Yeah, I yeah. relate to that. When I was Woody- like eleven, my I think I saw Annie Hall when that's I was what sick I was doing when at I was... home one day from school, and that's yeah. that was my first moment when I was like, I think I want to go into some kind of performing. Yes, like, I identify with this guy. He was Woody, so neurotic. Woody Allen made anxiety. He yes. made sense of anxiety in a way where it was like, oh, this isn't like weird. This is cool. 
Exactly. That's like he exactly. made, and also he, he was embraces like, it. He was the first kind of neurotic guy to to get hot chicks, really, in in those movies, at least. You know, where like oh, he yeah. would he would land a Diane Keaton or a Mia Farrow, and you were like, wow, you know, well yeah. done. Yeah. Now I'm seeing how you guys both related to things growing up, because I mean, well, no, I'm just looking at you both, and you're like, you're not like your typical. Looking, I'm gonna dig a hole here. Never mind. Oh, but go, I just go, mean, go, please. We no, want to hear. We're both egomaniacs. Swarthy, please tell us. Sephardic yeah. looking Jew, okay, Greek motherfucker. He, no, he okay. said it. What, you, unibrow <laughs> wearing what? Just like you I, know, I worked on this a little bit. This I have week. to. You have it looks to. Good. You have to maintain it because yeah, it gets out of control. The unibrow, really? You, I got to tweeze a little, or it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy. <laughs> I love it. I was just talking with um, uh, a comedian who shall remain nameless, who was talking uh, about how he had these little tufts of hair on his arms. Maybe he talks about it on his podcast. I don't know, but he was saying, "Should I get these lasered off?" And uh, and all the girls at the party were like, "Yes, get them lasered off. They're disgusting." No, I was oh the God. only one that was like, "Leave them. No, it's like no, a no. sign of virility." I think it's hot. <laughs> I think it is too. You do too, right? Yeah, I know. I'm covered in my back. Is the only part of me. I'm half Greek. So my back is fine, untouched. My stomach is just. I wish that's horrible. how it worked. I don't think that's. That I'm is gonna, how it works with really? me. Oh yeah. If you're half Greek. The front oh, yeah. is one Greek. ball. Is, are there any half Greeks who only have it on their back though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There are. Yes. Did you go to Greece a lot growing up? I've never fucking been to Greece. What's up, Megalysis? Look at Take your, your son. horror and your I've never been to Israel. I'm not, I'm not disgusted. I've oh, never you're, been to Israel. you're feeling no. my pain. No, yeah, that's it was what relating. it was. I guess. See, because a lot of Greeks, though, will, well, <laughs> Greeks, Greeks will look at me and go, "Oh no, you haven't been." But it is the motherland. I'd love to go. I was five inches from it, geographical map, topographical inches. I was in um, Italy just now, and I was in Italy, and I was oh, like, "We should right. just go we to." Why don't we go to Greece? And it's a whole diff- it's a whole other trip. Right. Greece is its own trip for me. That's got to be a month alone for me. Now, can, to it, Crete. can I talk about your anxiety about travel? Sure. That's my yeah. That's my basis for I think most conversations. That's my conversation piece. <laughs> because I met you. I have anxiety through my friend Roger Greenwald, who I love. Who he's a crazy, fun, you wild. Know how I met Roger, musician. Is guy. he the older guy that I met at your thing? Yes. Okay. Cool. So he found me on MySpace. Found years me ago. on MySpace. Found Nicholas on MySpace. We did not. He meet was each cruising other on MySpace, perusing for, for amazing, hot young talent. For young talent. Yeah. For years, I was like, I don't know who this person is, but we kept emailing periodically, and I would like treat him with kid gloves and or whatever, like a what do you call it, like a ten foot pole. My was, I had a safe distance from Roger. Uh, mine was not. I jumped right into it. Oh, really? You seem like the type that would. My that would jump right into it. Yeah, like you don't have a lot of fear about relationships and people. You might have fear about flying, but you're like, people, I love you, come to me. I do because I like to. I like attention. Uh, but when I turn it off and the switch goes off, I want to be left alone. I think that's, I mean, to, not to bring down the mood. No, this is interesting. No, me. that's serious. Like, we I were like, just talking I'm an about entertainer. that, about how yeah. like, before this I was drained completely. And I was like, and she's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I mean, once we talk, we're talking. Yeah. You know, it's just, you turn you're it on. on or you don't. Right. You know? And the switch that you're, your whole life probably, you're able to turn it on. And sometimes you can't. And it gets you into trouble. But when you don't want it, well, like I, I was at the in line for the ATM a couple minutes ago before I came in here. I don't want attention then. Right. I want to get money out. It's a task. It sucks. Right. Did you I get to gummy money bank. out? No. <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's got a big hit called See, gummy money. Now, I get, actually, that's my, and people don't know my name when they come up to me <laughs> in the streets. So they say gummy money guy. 
And oh, that really? is the, that's the bane of my existence. You do hate Thanks that. for bringing it up. Tell me, I don't get it. No, Call I'm kidding. Money. Basically, Yo, my name is Nicholas, and this, this is ridiculous. I it's a, it's it's like a wallet filled with gummy worms, yeah. and it was a it was an accidentally viral video that I had. <laughs> Talk about that a um, little bit. I, I don't know what to say. Talk I think, about it, Nicholas. Um, no, it's uh, it's repressed. No, it's nothing. It's just it. I had a wallet not filled with money yeah. because I think I had eleven dollars <laughs> yeah. to my name at the time, and I had just spent it on gummy candy, and I was a babysitter, um, and I was doing commercial music work. And this was a couple, about two years ago. And I think I just filled my wallet with gummy worms. And the rest is history. <laughs> I made a video of Yo, a rap song. Yo, my name is Nicholas and this is ridiculous. Got mad gummy money and it is deliciousness. And I, that became this weird <laughs> internet-y thing. Oh, you're, you're direct lining in. Look at that. Now, this is the full version of it. Oh, it is? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, that's like the single we put out. So then we... Check out this hook right here. I can't believe you haven't covered this. I would love to. Your voice is so beautiful, you should cover it. We should have had you doing backing vocals for it. I know. The girl who did it, though, was very pregnant and very good. Was she <laughs> was, in the video? She was incredibly pregnant. No, no, no. Too pregnant for the video. <laughs> Discrimination. Uh, too pregnant for the video. <laughs> no, no. Physically impossible. She <laughs> oh, was pregnant to the point of not being able to leave home. Nothing kills like a rap video, like a pregnancy. <laughs> honestly, right? I, I think mean, it's the opposite Look at that ass. I'd love Ooh. to have all, all pregnant chicks Pregnant Look at that belly. So you were a guy living in Brooklyn, writing songs, kind of like alternative indie rock songs. Mm-hmm. Take me into how you became a Vine star. I hear you were injured at home or something or sick at home. Oh, no, yeah. Um, I really busted my neck up really, really bad. How? Excuse me, I got terrible acid reflux. Cur- I, I think currently. chili tacos probably the worst idea before a podcast. I didn't even know there were chili tacos. That's because you don't live in, in uh, my <laughs> shitty neighborhood in Brooklyn. But chili tacos, you know the phenomenon that this only exists in New York City. Tacos, Mexican food made by the Chinese. Yeah, have you seen this? Oh yeah, this is only with Mexican. That's only New York City. That doesn't exist anywhere else. They they, they take a Chinese restaurant. No, I don't. Maybe doubt it. Maybe, but it's like you know. Bulletproof glass Chinese restaurant. Yes, and it's as if they use the (laughs) same, uh, you know, sun bleached posters of food, and just switched out the names and put them in taco shells, and it's the. It's Chinese people making Mexican food. I think it's Joe, a phenomenon. List, I've had Joe it. List had this joke. I could be wrong, but it was it might have been Joe List who talked about how in Harlem the uh, KFC had bulletproof glass, but the but the bank didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Um, I I think I I don't know what I I totally ADD on your question. You I have were, no idea. What take me back to the vine. How vine started. I I really you. really injured myself, and today I had to stop myself from bringing a skateboard out because the weather is very nice. Um, I skateboard and I do it as a creative thing. I do it as like a release. I don't. I'm not uh, tremendously good at it. Uh, I I'm not professional by any means. I just like to skate. And I was cruising very drunk, very, very drunk on my 24th birthday, 23rd, 24th birthday, uh, and busted my neck. I just ate shit. Oh. I was so drunk I couldn't stop myself, and I was manualing down almost a 90-degree hill. Uh, for those of you who don't know what manualing is, it's like getting up on the one back tire of the two, the last, the back two wheels and, you know, 
You probably Eating think you're shit. better at skateboarding than you are when you're drunk. Yeah, I bet. Oh, when you're, when you're drunk skateboarding, you're invincible. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of skaters who only skateboard drunk and who record, <laughs> who do their videos, who go to Williamsburg on Kent Avenue and just do just sick, fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's terrible because I really, it caused me, this is two years now. yourself. And I have daily pain. Oh, it, it, really? It is caused, yes. And I have migraines now. Uh, I have nerve issues. I it, it was it's horrible. I but still, you turn this into a Vine superstardom instead of a, a uh, Xanax addiction, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> you know? well, well, back up. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, I have taken uh, so many different medicines and different. I, I've I've been on antibiotics. I've been on antidepressants. I've been on anything with anti and anything with anti. You know, at the end of it, I've been on this and morpholine and aquilabolate. I've been on all these propanepinol. I've been all on all these concoctions. This would be a good rap, medicines. Propanepinol. You know, yeah. actually, that's, uh, that's something interesting there. Note to self: Let me write you an email. Steal that. I'll text you text a reminder. Me now. But so I guess because we was, don't have because we need like a voice of neuroses in the rap community. You know what I mean? I think yes. I, well, Eminem it's sort either of me, started. It's either me or Fat Jew. We both. I mean, Fat Jew's pretty. You guys know Fat Jew, right? I Not follow a fan. him on Instagram. Why don't you like him? He stole one of my jokes and put it on Instagram. And yeah, really? He steal a lot and of he jokes. He steals a lot of jokes. But is, Insta- is Instagram stealing? Yeah, you take. You're not giving the artist credit. Was it a, a was it a written joke? Yeah, yeah, it was a joke. I, I well, here's here's how I. You look, know what I mean? Well, the reason he's, I, he's, I, he also did it to Michael Che. He's done it to a lot of comics I know. And then on top of that, I emailed him and said, because I know someone who knows him, and I said, "Hey, uh, this is a pretty clear rip off of my joke. I don't know if like you did it or one of your writers did it, but uh, does he have writers? Yeah. Oh. So I said, "Why?" And I, my friend, my old roommate used to write for him, and he. Was, I thought he was rogue. I thought he, he was solo. He I was a pain he was... to get a check from too, but. Uh, Another thing is, yeah, I said, why do you feel that it's okay to do this? While comics hone material in clubs, we work it out to find the funny in it, and that was just sure. so pretentious. Ugh, fuck me, find the funny. Kill I know what me. you're saying. Uh, <laughs> we find the funny. We search for it at all. I feel you. Uh, no, and and I said, well, I just want to know why you think it's okay to just post and take credit for it without giving uh, the author any credit, and he. Didn't write back, but he took it down from Instagram. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Which I, I think is an admission of guilt. Yeah, so I don't know I anything too. about that, and you have a different experience. Here's yes. what I know about it, the internet in general, and Instagram, and music, and everything. Um, I probably have my videos stolen ten thousand times a day. Videos that are not watermarked. Sometimes I'm not even in them. They are my jokes. They are videos that I've produced either for free or with a budget or whatever. How do you feel about that, that, though? I've seen people doing your songs. And I'll tell you what. And I've had... And let me get to it. So I have Instagram pictures. If you go right now and see Instagram and type in hashtag gummy money or hashtag shoe hands or anything you could think of that has to do with things I've made, shit I've made, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of things stolen from me. Stolen, uh, air quotes, uh, from me every Imitators day. Imitators or whatever. The, the, that's, <clears throat> when, you, when you put shit on the internet, at this point, after having the internet for as long as we've had it, get used to it, is what I say. I say there's nothing, nothing stolen anymore. It's the internet. When I put my shit out, I'm okay with it, with it being taken and used and repurposed. Because I'm not making money from that stuff. If it were something I made for money, I might be pissed. What well, that, that's my problem. Because I'm, I'm it, entering is, it into the social, I'm entering it into the cultural sphere. I can't tell if that's like a cynical take or an optimistic take. Really, I don't know either. Know? Because I, I mean, like, it's a little cynical to be it honest. It is cynical, with you. I guess. I mean, because with stand up, it's like, well, I don't want to be telling a joke 
on stage and, and someone's some like dude. someone's like that's this guy's joke and i'm like because yeah, originality is so important i mean oh so yeah of course so uh yeah i guess that, it that's sucks my, is what i'm saying it does suck yeah yeah but, but i also if i didn't if, if i were afraid of it or it bothered me because i i'm in social media i have like 170,000 people on instagram stealing my stuff left and right, right. reposting it um I, and i've been called out too for posting images i like that i didn't take I didn't take every fucking picture on my Instagram. They're yeah. pictures, they're images that, that, that have been around for 10, 20 years or graphics that I like or things that I find interesting and right. crop and color differently. But nobody credits anything on Instagram. Nobody does. But that's what I'm wondering is, it, where's the line? In the future, nobody will be famous for it's 15 like minutes. Pinterest. Where is Pinterest the line? Pinterest is an entire site music, of photographs. You're a musician, right? Yeah. And I had to get over that, that my music is all on torrent. All of it is. My records are all on torrent. If I expect to ever make a dime from any of it, it's placements, touring, getting it in a film, getting it on in a theater, getting it in a commercial. That's my payday. But if you're listening, it's still stealing when you go on torrent and you grab a record or a movie or anything. I believe it's I, still stealing. It's like me going into a store and grabbing, you know, some because it is available for soap. sale somewhere. Yes. And if you buy it, you support us. That is right. the bottom line. And I never said it's free. Like if Tom York wants to say pay what you want, that's great. That's but, him. But I never said go steal my CD. I guess what I'm going to start doing, and I have a record that I just finished, and I didn't mean to get I all serious. I love your music, by Thank the way. Thank you. I really, really do. I love your Vine like, you funny stuff, much. and I love your Nicholas Megalis stuff. Thank you. I, that means a lot to me. Some people don't, well, a lot of people, who the fuck knows who I am, but the people who do know who I am, don't even know I make music because that's not what happened for me. Is that weird for you to be known more for this than that? Oh, man, it's it. That's another thing. Did you start out wanting to be like more of a serious musician? Yeah, and it didn't work. You know, I, I it I didn't thought, work. Yeah, you know, you're that. still a young guy, though. You know. Well, I know, but look, like as I as I come to my twelfth year of doing this professionally, for for twelve years I've been touring. I barely graduated high school. They gave me like an honorary diploma. But isn't it working <laughs> if you're touring though? It is, but. It's working when there's more than... To me, it's not working when there's four people there. Mm -hmm. And when I'm lugging a keyboard up into the bitter end and there's three people there that I coerced or paid to come. Right. But not when working for me. 50,000 people well, that show up in Central Park or 1,000 people that show up in Central Park. 7,000 people came to Central Park to see us. When that happens, it's working. Because yeah. if I would have been comfortable with like, you know what, I'll do Sullivan Hall for five people, I would have stopped in 2008. 2007. That would have been it for me. I would you have been done. wish there's a crystal ball you could look in and just see where you'll be in seven years and say, <laughs> is it worth it? That it, it, I, My friend asked me that very seriously, though, yesterday. We were talking. He's having a really hard time with, is it worth it for music? Because he is an incredible, he's a, he's a far better guitar player and singer than I am. But he, it's like Beethoven playing in a, in a garage. It doesn't fucking matter. Do you know what matters? Not how good it is. It doesn't matter how incredible the art is. It matters how incredible you are at telling people it's incredible. Right. You're really or just good catching at that. a break, too. I mean, catching a break, right. it's luck. It's putting yourself in the room. Don't just sneak into the room and sit in the corner. Burn it the fuck down. That's the point. And so, also, and also, who's going to, you know. Sorry to swear so much. No, it's, I it's mean, allowed. It's allowed. Sam's offended. Well, that just sounds gross, you know, after a while. Anyway, sorry, man. But go ahead. I think also it's like what sound is, is in right now? What sound is going to hit? You know, it's like there's a certain type of comedy that also that, that is right. Like in right now. And, and you know, certain artists like David Bowie seem to always kind of get the right sound for his time out. He you know? transcended a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. is he now? 
Is he now? Sure. Is he? I guess, I but he's already done it. I know, but I wonder if like anything he's putting out now is really hitting big. It's not. I think it's because, you know what's Ziggy Stardust is still st- selling millions of copies. I think we're still tuned into Bowie 1974. Right. So Heroes let me ask Bowie. you this. Like sure. when, when you, let, what's that song that you did before Vine that I love? I'll think about it. Anyway, let's say you want to do this one song and mm-hmm. it's not funny. It's not gun, gummy money. It's none of your Vine stuff, but okay. you're like, I'm dying to do this song. And you go to a thing in Central Park. Let's say there's thousands of people there to hear gummy money. Okay. To see <laughs> Vine celebrity Nicholas McGallis. Okay. Do you play the other song at some point in your set? Yeah, you sneak it in. Okay. Yeah, it's like feeding. And what if they tune out and they're like, oh. That's fine because they're already there and I bet you they won't be able to tune out because I'm in your face. No, other, also, it's like sneaking a pill for your dog and peanut butter. Yes. It's like, you right. know what I mean? You have to sneak art in a little bit and that's, I guess, what I do. I try to do anyway with everything. You know, also, I'm trying to write pop songs for the first time ever, trying to write songs that people that have, you know, that repeat themselves and that actually have a bridge and a chorus. And I, I'm doing that because I want people to hear it. I don't want there to be any excuse anymore because I was 16 years old barefoot at a coffee house on the floor playing with like feedback and screaming and because I was into like Merzbow and like Lightning Bolt and that nobody fucking likes that stuff. So unfortunately, not, there's nothing in you that I'm hearing that's annoyed about your where you're at. No, right I, now, I, I can't. You love I it. love it. Oh yeah, my you god, a, you have a very healthy attitude. Yeah. this is what. Yeah. Well, look, here, here's what it is. I think you're not like that. Was a joke, you guys. This is my real art shit. No, it all is art to me. Um, Vine was so was was there for me so that I didn't run full speed out of an open window. Honest to God. <laughs> yeah, you say that a lot. I've heard you say that. You were at my book signing, so yeah. I think I need, I'm recycling my material. Unfortunately, now. No, no, point. I just mean like I'm taking that to heart that you're serious. Like you really struggle with. I think that well, some dark stuff. Are you are you uh, do you fight depression a lot? I yeah. I mean, I don't know one creative person who doesn't. Yeah. You know that we yeah, all yeah. do. I think anybody who has a mind that isn't just thinking about like. I need to get a latte and then pay my taxes. If you have any thought between that, you have depression. Life is very difficult. So what my that art to me is lighthearted, but it's meaningful because it's pulling me and hopefully other people out of that gunk, that nastiness. Some, some things need to just be an escape. You know? Yes, for sure. Like I mean, that's that seems like it's an escape for people. Something like that. That's what Vine is for. It seems like six seconds, quick escape, something funny, something mm-hmm. fun. But you know what? I also struggle with is Tom again. My my beautiful father, Tom Gauss, who was a stand up all my young childhood and did comedy and and now a filmmaker. My dad, you know, I didn't know that. Dennis that's Miller so cool. babysat me when I was growing up. So like my my life was around comics and did that help you on your SATs <laughs> no no because I didn't take my SATs um, you but, got an honorary degree remember but like you know being around my dad and him his struggle and seeing him fight the clown always it's always fighting the clown always it, it, it's a battle because you want to be an artist you you want to be Kaufman you, you want to be Richard Pryor you, you know you, you want to yeah. be you want to be Bill Hicks you don't want to be Dane Cook. But sometimes, like, if you want 10, 20,000 people to come see, you got to be Dane Cook. Sometimes it's hard. What do you think about that, there, Sam? I think there's a compromise you make on the road. Oh, like, thank God when, there when is. I, I hope so. I mean, like, <laughs> when I do a club in the in middle America, you know, not, and even here, not every joke I want to tell is going to kill. You got to you gotta give them a little to get to the stuff you want to do, you know? I like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, and I look at the same way you're talking about it, where you're like, you don't get mad. You just say, well, they like this. Yes. I wrote this, so in some way I like it. Right. 
but that's know. exactly it. That's so funny that you said that. That's exact. That's exactly it. It came from me. Why am I fighting it? Exactly. It's me. It's just another side. Sometimes you get mad at yourself because you're like you you're doing yourself. an old bit, and you're like, "Why am I still doing this bit?" Mm, but they like it. it. Right? And they've never. It's new to them. Yeah, I have an old joke I told last night, but I did it to get to a new joke. I did it because I'm like, "Well, I need a segue for yes. the new joke," and I and it's a joke I've told a lot, and I'm just sick of it. But you know, yeah. you just gotta you gotta fight it. You gotta you just gotta you gotta give them a little to to do what you to do you. you know? My old bass player asked me when we were on tour last. Do you ever get mad when people Google your name that the first thing that comes up is the TI cover, cover. you did, whatever you like? And I, I think it's like, great. Why no. would I get mad? Yeah, yeah I think it's cover is awesome. Because it's a joke. And I go, it's not a joke. That no, cover I love is not it. a joke to me at all. I listen to you all. do that song all the time. It's great. When I, I go, when I sang it, do I, I sound it. like I'm joking? I fucking meant it. And I know I, you did. And I love doing that song still to this day. It doesn't bum me out at all because just like you said, I made that version of it. Yep. I meant it and I enjoy it. Just yeah. like this the Twilight single I did. I'm not embarrassed that was on the Twilight soundtrack. Like, I'm stoked I was on that's there a, with the same Vincent and song. Tom York and It's amazing. It's also, it's actually it's also amazing. they hear that cover and that introduces them to all this original music that you made. So right. why why find it? Exactly. But I spent a year in New York writing pop songs for other people, like for big celebrities, and there was a certain point where I found myself very depressed. And I was like, I don't know what this next record's gonna be like. I hate all these songs I wrote. So I was thinking about maybe I won't give it to XYZ celebrity pop singer. Maybe I'll keep it for my record. Right. And I was listening to these songs. They sounded massive. They sounded like radio smashes. I hated the songs. I hated the lyrics. I didn't identify with them. I felt like they were like soulless. And I would play them for some friends and like certain friends would be like, this is amazing or like my whatever, like Nikki liked some. I'm not saying they have bad taste at all. Like they were fun songs. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I can't go on stage and sing this every night. I don't care about this song. So I scrapped that whole idea and I made the record I wanted to make, but I did it so it sounds great. Yes. So I, that's sort of what you were saying, Sam, was like, you have to find the middle ground, I guess. So I feel like I'm sort of trying to do that in my music. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, Nicholas. Like, are you finding that you're able to fuse your artistic self that's that was writing all those songs before you became a Vine celebrity, whatever you want to call it, and your current artistic self, or are they all one guy? It's finally all one thing. I was afraid for a long time to show my personality my full personality. I would have people say, you're so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You make people laugh. You're, you're an entertainer. You're exciting. You're interesting. Why are you up there brooding with, a, with an acoustic guitar? Why are you playing that? Oh, That's so only that one piece. That was more of a pose. Well, it's only one piece. Okay. It's it's serious. It's to be taken seriously. And it's, it's like, these are songs about my heart, my heartache. Right. But why does it have to be that presentation? There's, a, there's just an honesty now, I feel, with what I do. That book is the final... Piece so of, you think that music wasn't you? It was me, but it was me when I was eighteen or nineteen. It's that's, me. That's like the hard thing yeah. about starting that young is like you don't know who you are yeah, as a person. No. How are you going to know what kind of artist you are in any way? You, you know? don't know. That's what's cool about that stuff is it's on record, right? So I could listen to it and go, 
what the fuck am I talking about? It's great. <laughs> you hate yourself a little bit, but you love it because it was you when you were 16. It's a journal. Right. I don't hate any of that stuff. Oh, I've burned my old stand-up tapes. <laughs> oh, I yeah. found an old VHS, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> you yeah, hated it. Yeah, like I, I'm glad I got the cocky beat out of me because you see this young tape of me with a shit-eating grin, and I'm just like, ooh, I did. Had you no start idea. in New York? Did you? Always I did. Do? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I found a tape a while ago of me when I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And and I'm doing well, but the jokes suck. Sure. It's one of the things where I'm like, well, and then I'm, and then the part of me is mad for getting so mad at me. I'm like, well, I was 18. What the fuck am I going to talk about? Right. You know. Right. What do you talk about? You know. It's like you you talk about. You know, I I said playing the bitter end for five people or whatever. Yeah. I honestly think though, there's a there's a lot of those steps that these internet stars are like necessary essential growth steps that people don't have to take anymore. Do you think that's bad? Mm -hmm. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was, th I was thinking about it. Because instantly famous. Because yeah. you already kind of had your own thing, but some people just kind of blow up and they don't know, they don't have any chops or anything. We, it's, And I don't even know if I have fucking chops now, but, but the point is, is we you were definitely on... Definitely do. Well, I appreciate that, but we were on tour playing for nobody for years in the middle of nowhere and we were in new mexico getting booed off the stage and yeah but that kind of builds character that's the best stuff yeah. yeah playing the bitter end lugging your keyboard onto the l train up the stairs through union square switching to the other train that shit needs to happen so you know so that you build off of it so you know that's not what you want to do forever absolutely yeah when i saw you <laughs> at this uh this club up upstate where were we or maybe it was in jersey i can't remember but uh you syracuse that's right he played a comedy syracuse. club he did a whole set and he was like the funny nicholas mcgallis no it was levity we did levity live in oh, syracuse in, i thought that was in uh west nyack what levity it is west nyack yeah, yeah. so what's uh, the one in syracuse then who wise can? guys funny bone i don't know i don't know Doesn't matter. But that he, is west nyack you brought okay. out these shirts right. i'm wearing one of your shirts and it doesn't you even cut it say up your it looks so much better thank you uh cool. doesn't even say your name on it which is a very cool like old school shepherd fairy style propaganda way of of like putting out your art which i like um shepherd fairy used to like put stickers all over oh he was my without... pen pal growing up oh really yeah, that was my. Uh, that's why I thought you. That's why it caught me off guard. I, I'm a very big Shepherd Fairy fan. Me too. And Shepherd used to send me handwritten letters, which my mom still has, oh of God. all this art and stencils and drawings and stickers. Because I was like 11 or 12 years old, telling him I want to be like a you know communication. I want to be a communicator. I want to be a, a visual communicator. And all, I was using all these big words and trying to sound interesting and cool. And I was like, I, I got to get a letter back from this guy. And he sent me. He would send me letters frequently, like once a month, twice a month. Dude, do you save those? Wow. Yeah, they're back home. And and then as he started to blow up, people were all these kids are wearing the shirts, and I'm like, oh man, that's Andre. I would come up Andre to people, the giant, but I'd yeah. come up to people and go, oh, Andre the Giant has a posse, and they look at you like, what? <laughs> no one has any idea. Like those, it be, and that's okay. He would do this for years. He would just like put stickers all over without his name, Noth nothing, nothing on it, so people would start seeing. The stickers. It was all word of mouth. And it was like a, this collective unconscious yes. consciousness would form around like, oh, I know that sticker. It almost like makes you part of the cool club. Yes. Yeah, and it's like subconscious. And it was it a, works on us that way. It was propaganda that had no definitive message. Right. It was just like there to be there for no reason. It was an experiment for him that yielded Paid pretty off. good results. Yeah. Yeah, so you were doing the show there and I was watching you and you could tell that 
you obviously had all this, all these years under your belt of performing because you did your set and you were funny. But then, like at the end, you got on tables and you fucking went ape shit. Like you started emptying ketchups all over people and you made up a song on the spot <laughs> called. I forget, like, give me some kids. I forget. I don't even know what it was. I don't even remember it. I find it. It's on my vine. You know what? But are you, do you, do you, are you ever on like drugs or alcohol when you're doing (laughs) Never. Right now. No. People ask me that a lot and I like answering it. I like answering the question because the answer is no. I wouldn't like it if I were on Mm -hmm. drugs. Um, I've tried. Uh, marijuana and I've I make it sound like it's very serious but I've I've dabbled in it no I, I've smoked pot I've drank I've gone through periods where I drink a ton you like cigarettes um I do but I haven't smoked in about three or four months oh wow so Congrats. I yeah I thanks I, so I, I don't do anything um like I just drink caffeine and bottled water I like fast food unfortunately um enjoy it while you can oh I can't <laughs> I've gained like 40 pounds eating fast food so <laughs> I, I, st- I can't enjoy it something. the road beats me down with, with fast food that's all there like, is yeah just you know and then every club all they serve is like chicken fingers oh. and wings and they expect you to like live and have use that as like fuel to perform and you're like come on man dude that's all there is that's, I want to I die right now maybe in, 45 minutes that, that's that's the thing the road diet I do miss that in a way I miss really? eating in a way yeah I, I miss the shittiness of it you can always I miss hotels, pick it up shitty again hotels. You know, comedy is very different, though. Yes, my name is Ben Braun from doing the world's famous, critically acclaimed band, Macintosh Braun. We're what is famous. This? We're critically acclaimed. This um, is great. I'd like to ask Nicholas how many gummy worms he can fit in his mouth at one given time. And- I thought he was going to say ass, and I was hoping for it because I, ha- I wanted to demonstrate. Um, how many could I fit in my mouth? If I would have brought a bag, we could have done it. It would have been a fun little segment, but wow. none of us are prepared. So that's your final answer the amateur ben hour? Ben, yeah. ben, I don't know. I'm sorry. Hi, this is Shayna. Uh, this is a comment for Nicholas Megalis. Sure. going to be on your show. I am. I just wanted to tell you that we are so super proud of you. and um, Thank you. Your, your book is a beautiful statement of, you know, uh, loving yourself, accepting all of your your struggles, but still following through with your dreams. And just wanted to say I appreciate it so much. We love you. We're proud of you. And keep rocking, man. Wow. Woo! Thank you. Bye. That's a beautiful thing. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Can I ask you, because we haven't really gotten into the anxiety at all. I mean, like, I mean, is it, is it, is it a huge struggle that like how, how constant a struggle is it? The intensity in your eyes is is a signal signal that you maybe you might have it some too, right? Do you have Uh, some, I mean, no, you just have intense, handsome, you have a handsome stare. We're both jumping out the window at the end of this. (laughs) Here's what the, here's the thing. Um, We're going to have a Mad Men intro for this. (laughs) You know, I have never seen one fucking episode of this show. Just the intros and jumping. I'd love to see that show. Let's cover I've never that seen one. That. We'll cover the song together. Never. I don't even know the song. Oh my god, that would actually be a great. Don't like, even know it. Gummy, gummy. Is that the song? Yeah, it's not gummy, it's a, <laughs> right? Because or else you could sue them. They they could. You know. If it were, were. yeah. You know what? Much. I don't want to get into it because I am kind of afraid of, of that kind of stuff of like law stuff. But I will say this as vaguely as possible. I have had some interesting encounters with major television advertising and commercials which i will will remain nameless yeah but that have sounded in my humble opinion quite similar oh they ripped you off well not maybe 
And they're, it's they're, so I just, easy to just tweak. They're, they're so, I, I will turn on. Yeah. I feel like I've heard half of my friends' bands so ripped off I. on Bravo's Top Chef. Or like wow. a lot of Bravo shows. Like the little bumper music. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, that's a spoon song. <laughs> but <laughs> So, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I, there, that these places, you know, this, I mean, you know this because you've had stuff everywhere. Like, you know, when you they, they're like, we need something that's got a Black Keys vibe. And then yeah. they'll have just these two guys make something that sounds, or one guy make something that sounds like, oh, I didn't wake up this morning. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, Soccer Mom, season two. <laughs> and that's, yeah. and that's I, oh my God, Little Women LA is my favorite show. Have any, has anybody watched I've it? Never. I like no. how you looked around like we have oh, a studio like we have audience. A studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> we're going to start doing that, by the way. If you Do are it. listening, we're going to start having a studio audience. That could get dangerous. I think it could be fun. Like yeah, we could have had like twenty of your biggest fans in today. That would have been really cool. Been actually. Next time you come back, we'll do that. What? Uh, what is Little Women LA? It is a. I don't know how to say it. I think politically correct might be little oh, little, little people. people. They are little women. Little people. Mm-hmm. It's all women. They're all massively mean and cruel spirited, <laughs> mean spirited and cruel to each other. Whoa! It's fake. I think, uh-huh. but they're all so nasty. And just like, she's a huge bitch. Like, you know, like they use a lot of puns. Some of them get a little mad. Some of them get a little ticked off. There's a little bit of trouble. It's all. You're saying little a lot. It's very little. That's because on the show, on the show, you got to fucking watch it now. Okay, It's all like, she's a little, she's being a little rude today. Um, It's Little Women LA. I have no idea what channel it's on, but when it's on, I'm, I'm on it. I, I love it so much. I watch it all day. Did you get your anxiety <laughs> question yeah, answered? Yeah. What do you want to know? I just want to know, like, how, I mean, how often <laughs> are you medicated for it at all? Or do you have to, I mean, if you're comfortable talking Probably about Probably should be, Sam. Yeah. Um, I, no, I'm, I'm, a, look, I've been on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medic- medication before. When I fly, my flights are all sponsored by Xanax. Sponsored by Xanax. <laughs> my Europe trip should have been sponsored by Xanax. I think that would be great. Yeah, I remember us texting before then. You were like, I'm really freaked out to get on oh, the plane. So I thought you were out. kidding. And then I no, was with Roger. No. Hey, Phil. Uh, Phil Hanley just walked in. He's Hi, gonna, Phil. He's going to yeah. come on. You're looking hey, handsome, bro. Um, But yeah, you, uh, Roger was like, yeah, he's really scared of flying. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend, uh, Andy Milanakis. I don't know if you guys are yes, familiar with him. Yes, he's An- amazing. Andy called me, uh, which was had to have been, we our flight was like 7 a.m. New York time. So it's like four for him. He'd been up all night. Uh, like drinking ouzo, and I think he, he was like, "Yeah, just think about it this way: <laughs> there are little single-engine planes that go through ice storms, brah." He's like, "In, in Alaska, he's like, you're set." I like anyone who gets scientific and then you're says, "Brah." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You're set, Holmes." And I was, I was, I, it defeated, right. it deflated my anxiety for that trip. But I, I took a lot of Xanax on that trip. Um, anxiety is a massive player in everything I do because it's a. This is therapy. I, I think. So this if is, you take a lot of anti-anxiety medication, it would affect your art too much, you think? Sure, maybe. I don't know. I, but I like, have no idea. It, it has it before in the past, affected it both positively and negatively. Have you gone through dry spells where you can't think of any Vine ideas? You can't think oh, of anything yeah. creative? Oh, yeah. and it, Yeah, but I draw a lot. I draw constantly. Draw and write constantly. Just anything, scribbling, just stuff throughout the day. I draw a lot. Drawing gets things moving. I the think big message I got from your reading. It's a control thing. That's what it is. Oh. That's why I like to do it. That's why I do it on transatlantic flights. I can draw and I have Maybe control. Maybe that's why you hate flying too. because It's control. Yeah, yeah, it's control. And also sobriety, control. Right. You know? I oh, mean, yeah. 
but that's exactly right. But uh, that's interesting. You have like so many outlets. You know, you have like you know drawing. You have music. You have Vine. You have like all these creative outlets, and that probably really helps curb anxiety. I, I purposefully, guess. I think, make those outlets for myself so that I don't go nuts. Yeah, definitely. I, I did graffiti for a while. That was bad. Brooklyn, doing was graffiti in New York City. Well, doing no doing graffiti in New York City is yeah. Because I, I went to jail. Like I oh, mean, shit. yeah. So going to jail was not fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's in the book. What a great. That's segue. also like like looking the way you do. They're probably like, yeah, of course it's graffiti. You know, it, there's it like no to, respect. There's yeah. no, and also, it, look at me. I, they think that I have pot on me. Right. It oh, was just it bad. Been, yeah, it yeah. was just bad. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really do graffiti hardcore. I put up stickers and did like little drawings and. Shepherd Fairy shit. Yeah, but not like no. But he yeah. was doing like stickers, thirty. Foot. Is that even graffiti? Is that let's no. put it this way. Tagging? As of a couple of years ago, when I was arrested um, in like 2012 or 13, when you if you draw a microscopic like doodle this big on a poster, you're holding up your pinky. Yeah, it it is twenty. That's twenty hours processing in jail. Wow. It's twenty one hours. There's no ticket. How long did you go to jail? For like, it was only 22 hours. Wow. Yeah, I was in holding it um, on, what is it, Center Street? Down the big green doors? Yes. Near I back, know Baxter. Jury, I know the, I know the jury duty. The, I did less jury duty this year than you did jail. I went in and I, I complained my way out of it immediately. How did, how did you get out of it? Okay, you want to know what I did? This is a great move. For, I'm I, trying to get a jury I just duty. Wrote I'm asking notes. for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, just got I, jury uh, duty. I pulled the whole, you know, and of course, oh, this is the worst part. We're in there and there's a guy in like a yellow bowling shirt and a yeah. pencil thin mustache because we had to be in the courtroom to see the case. Yeah, yeah. Pencil thin mustache, bowling shirt, and I'm like, look at this fucking pet. I bet he's a pedophile, you know? Was and then he? I got like, mad at myself i'm like well, you're profiling this poor guy <laughs> and then the judge was like all right he's here for uh playing with a 12 year old boy's penis and i was like get it oh you know <laughs> and then uh and then J- sam gets out of it <laughs> and then we, and here's what happened i was like uh and then i was you know, thinking about excuses in my head and of course every guy in the line every girl and guy they all look like such smarmy douchebags like right. me they're all just like trying to get out right so we walk in i have my excuse ready to go and i had to say in front of the whole courtroom in front of everybody i was like um, unfortunately, uh, I'm if, due to my profession, I will not be compensated for my absence. Uh, uh, that's a luxury I don't have that many people do have here. I also work very late nights, sometimes 3 to 4 a.m. I left out that that's usually because I'm drinking like after a show. Right, also. of course, you're at the bar. And he was like, what is your career? And I was like, I'm a, I'm a nightclub comedian, Your Honor. <laughs> and 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 he said... Uh, leave the room for a second. I kind of was like, I think I got a shot. So I left, I come back in and he's like, go to the 11th floor and I'm like, boom. Wait a second. Do you think you got out because you're a comic or because? I think because I, because I was like, I'll be so tired. I don't know. I give a lot of good. I I wonder if he thought it's because you're going to use it (laughs) in your act. What made me feel like (laughs) a real douche is some guy who looked, imitate me. This guy came out and he looked like such a, he looked like a guy I would really not like his attitude was very like, yeah, brah. Like, and he came out and he just, he he held up the slip that meant he was excused. I was coming as I was walking in the 11th floor and he goes, the golden ticket. And I was like, oh, I'm one of these guys. now. No, No. but you can't get called back for like five years now i think six wow yeah knock on wood have not been called yet yeah i can't believe this went by so quickly guys we have to wrap it up and nicholas it's such a joy (laughs) joy to have you congratulations on your book deal can you just tell me really quick how uh judith regan contacted you or how did you get this book deal you know judith regan 
Oh yeah, we're tight. No, I just well, you know I, I'm who a she fan. Is? Yeah, she. So I was a huge fan of Judith Regan all my life because I snuck her books out of my dad's bathroom, like you know Howard Stern's Private Parts, Marilyn Manson's yes. autobiography. Yes, I snuck this stuff like crazy, and I loved reading uh, her books. Uh, and she's crazy, and I love that. And sexy. She con- and she's very sexy. She contacted me and said, do you want to write a book? I was like, yes. I didn't even think about it. How long did it take you? About, I think a year. Like a year. Oh, you just Maybe never like stopped. Six and a half months or something to really write it, and then mm-hmm. the rest to edit and make draft it and or, or fix the drafts. And Yeah, I don't know. I, you could tell by my language that I have no fucking clue how to write a book, and I just wrote one. <laughs> I, I don't even know how I got in. I, this is insane that you're asking me about my book. I don't even know. I, I, I can't believe I wrote a book. The most successful people I know have no doubt. They're just like, they just move forward. I know. I did just move forward. But I move forward because I'm, because I, because I, you know what I mean? I was like, holy shit, this is an opportunity. It's Judith Regan. And also it seems it's a like real, you have to, you have to move forward. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. And, and there was no time to wait. And I, I'm, this book, I kid you not, I am, this is the most, I'm most proud of this out of anything I've ever done in my life. I yeah, can't wait to see this. I haven't seen this yet. It's I want to so see cool. it. I wish I would have brought you one. Pick man. it up. Sorry. Mega, look, please I'll, I'll sign mine, that. Nicholas. I will. Um, if you're listening and you are, uh, get it. Mega weird stories from the anxiety ridden mind of Nicholas McGallis. Artist, musician, idiot is what it says here on the book. <laughs> Clearly, he's not one. Uh, Nicholas, it's been such a pleasure having Thank you. Thank you guys so much for letting me come on and be an idiot. You're Thank awesome, you. man. Thank you. You're very great. Much. Good so luck cool. with everything. Uh, download Nicholas's music. Follow him uh, on Twitter and Vine and Instagram at Nicholas McGallis. Make sure and go see him. Nicholas, you are at. We're doing Rochester, University of Rochester. Uh, I was crucified for calling it Rochester University. Uh, oh. It's Ro- Ro- University of Rochester. Um, this Saturday, April 25th. That's I don't know when this is Free show at noon. This, this will air this Friday. So, yeah, so Saturday. So, tomorrow, if you're listening. April 25th. And then we're doing Harvard on May 14th. That is also free. Harvard University Coop Bookstore in Cambridge, Mass. Phil Hanley will be at the Moon Tower Festival in Austin, Texas, April 23rd through 25th. Uh, Phil and He's friends hot. at Caroline's <laughs> in New York, May 14th. Uh, Sam, I'm on that show be? too. I'm oh. with Phil Hanley and friends. Yeah, Phil. If I'm still booked, Phil. You're gonna be at Magoobie's, Sam. On yeah, the 21st. Baltimore Magoobie's Joke House, Baltimore, 21st. Uh, yeah, May 21st through 23rd. Stand up Scottsdale in Arizona, the 28th through the 31st. And my album, June 2nd, The Village Underground. Uh, two shows, I think 7.30 and 9.45. Please come out. Oh, uh, I'm coming to that. I want to come. That's awesome. Cool. Can Nicholas yeah. come? Please, yeah, I'd can be I? honored. Yeah, awesome. And I have just uh, set up, hopefully it'll be up this Friday, a pledge music campaign for my album, which means, what do you, why, you're leaving during my fucking, fuck you. Okay. I'm, li- I'm still listening. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Sit in, Phil. Um, I, it's, it's all, you know, Sam just leaves during my, the, my little promo for my baby, my child. Our child. LP4, album four. I'm saying it here first. It's going to be called Paper Plane. I care about it so much. It's beautiful. I love it. And wow. I want to be able to release it. And I don't have a record label right now. So please be my record label and pledge what you can at pledgemusic.com slash Anya Marina. You can uh, get all my albums and stuff like that at anyamarina.com. We also have uh, Phil Hanley has some more dates he wants to talk about. <laughs> Hi, sorry, I just got here. Uh, oh, those are in uh, June. I had yeah. those too. I just figured there's so many that I just announced. But. I'm in, uh, <laughs> Sam got to announce them. I'm uh, at uh, Acme in Minneapolis, uh, June 9th to uh, June 13th. Please come out. That's one of the best clubs in the world. 
And you'll be in Winnipeg uh, June 16th through the 20th at that Rumors. Really, yeah. I got one more. I'm doing Uncle okay. Bobo's. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 got, nothing, <laughs> I got nothing else. We want to thank our sponsor, Harry's. Uh, what is your shaving experience like, guys? I know, I know it can be long and arduous, but Harry's delivers a superior shave. Uh, these guys really care about shaving. I just got one of their razors and their shaving cream, and I got to tell you, it was so good. I switched out the razor. I gave it to Nikki Glazer, my roommate. She freaked out and texted me and said, I'm not going to get waxed anymore. This is the closest shave I've ever had. And we're just two ladies. i got to check this out. It's I'm a incredible. Harry guy. I know. It's so good. Harrys.com. If you go to harrys.com now, they will give you $5 off the starter kit if you type in my code, nothing, or WKN for we know nothing. With your first purchase, that's harrys.com and enter coupon code NOTHING or WKN at checkout for $5 off their starter set and start shaving smarter today. Thanks so much for listening to We Know Nothing. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thank you. We love you very much. Bye. Thanks, Nicholas. Bye.